Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I wonder if you told anyone a story over Christmas. What a lovely gift. Now, if you remember, our theme is fairy tales around the world. And this week, we have a magical fairy tale from Sicily, which is an island just south of Italy. Some people remember where it is by saying, Long-legged Italy, Italy shaped like a boot, kicks little Sicily into the sea. This marvellous story is told by Emily Hannah Graysbrook. Emily is a professional singer-storyteller who hosts a storytelling podcast with her son, Leo. It's called Dragonfly Tales. Emily is from London and her parents are from Ireland. So, naturally, she grew up believing in fairies and selkies and angels. Emily believes that... The idea of a storyteller is to inspire the storytellers in others. Hurrah for that, I say. Now, just before we hear her story, can you solve this riddle? What goes up and never comes back? What goes up and never comes back? Have a little think about that while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Did you solve the riddle? What goes up and never comes back? The answer is... Cover your ears if you're still trying to figure it out. The answer is your age. Ta-da! Your age goes up and gets bigger every year. But you never go back down to being four or five after you've turned six. Now, we're about to hear a cracking good story from Sicily, told by the talented storyteller Emily Hanna. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let the story begin. Or, as they say in Italy, c'era una volta. In a nice little village in Sicily, there lived an old woman and her daughter in a tumble-down cottage. They did not have much, but they were contented, for they had each other. And although the cottage was a bit shabby here and there, it was neatly swept and cosy on the inside. And for most of the year, the outside of the cottage was covered with roses, beautiful pink and red roses. The daughter's name was Rosetta, and she was good and kind to her mother, for her mother had taught her that kindness and love are the most important things in the whole world. She also told her that the simple things in life gave the most pleasure, and when Rosetta was a baby, her mother would sing her an old Sicilian lullaby. But now her mother was older and her voice not so strong, so Rosetta would sing the lullaby to her mother 
in the rose-scented air. Era la Now not far from the rose-covered cottage was another house, and there lived another mother and daughter. But they were very different indeed. Their house was very grand and proper, with a shiny door-knocker and velvet curtains, not a rose in sight. And these two were always arguing and arguing with each other. The mother was spiteful, and the daughter was spoiled. Her name was Angelina. Her mother had taught Angelina that the most important thing in life was to have lots of money and be surrounded with shiny, beautiful things. They turned their noses up at Rosetta and her mother. But secretly, they envied Rosetta and her mother because they were so happy with so little. And as Angelina's mother grew older in that grand house, all you could hear from the two of them in the evening was the sound of bickering. Now, one morning, Rosetta's mother had been cleaning out the fireplace so she could make a new fire, and she called to her daughter, Rosetta, Rosetta, my sweet girl, come take out this bucket of ash for me and get rid of it. Yes, Mama, said Rosetta, but, but where should I empty it? Oh, throw it down that old well in the olive grove. Rosetta's face turned white. Oh, uh, oh, must I, Mama? What if she doesn't like it? Oh, Rosa, Rosa, said her mother. There is nothing at the bottom of the well except the bottom of the well. Now off you go, quick, quick, and don't lose my bucket. It was rumoured that down at the bottom of the empty well there lived an ogress called Mama Draga. Some folks in the village said that she gobbled up people. So you can imagine that Rosetta's hands were trembling when she reached the well, lifted the bucket and began to shake the ashes down into the darkness of the well. Her hands were shaking so much that she shook the bucket right out of them and it went falling all the way down to the bottom of the well with a clang and a clang and a clang and a thump. Then she heard, Ow! And she almost jumped out of her skin. She called down the well, Mama Draga? Is that you? Um, please may I have my bucket back? My mama will be unhappy. It's our only one. Come down here and get it yourself, came the answer from the bottom of the well. Rosetta, you, you will gobble me up. Gobble you up? Come on, yuck. Why would I want to eat you? 
I am a vegetarian. Well, said Rosa, uh, uh, how am I supposed to get all the way down there? It's easy, came the voice at the bottom of the well. Just put one foot here, the other foot there, and so on, and so on, and down you will come. So Rosetta put one foot here, and so on, and so on, and when she got to the bottom, the bottom was wider than the top, with little cave-like rooms, and sitting in one was the hulking figure of Mama Draga, the ogress. When Mama Draga saw Rosetta's sweet and kind face, she said, Oh, my, 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 lovely face, pretty face. What's your name, girls? Um, Rosetta, Mama Draga. May I have my bucket now? Rosetta looked around. She couldn't see the bucket anywhere. All in good time, said the ogress. Now, sweep my floor. And she handed Rosetta a wooden broom. Well, Rosetta knew better than to argue with Mama Draga, and she swept and she swept till the floor was swept clean. And when she had finished, Mama Draga said, Well, Rosetta, what did you find on my floor? Oh, said Rosetta, oh, just a bit of dust, a, a bit of dirt here and there, same as anyone's house. Good, said Mama Draga. Now, comb my hair. And she handed Rosetta a carved comb made of bone. Rosetta knew better than to argue with Mama Draga, and she combed and she combed till the tangles were gone. And when she had finished... Mama Draga said, well, Rosetta, what did you find in my hair? Oh, said Rosetta, oh, a, a few lice, a, a few nits here and there, same as anyone said. Good, said Mama Draga. Now, make my bed. And she handed Rosetta some white sheets. But Rosetta knew better than to argue with Mama Draga and she tucked and she smoothed till the bed was made. And when she had finished, Mama Draga said, Well, Rosetta, what did you find in my bed? Oh, said Rosetta, a, a bed bug and a flea here and there, same as anyone's bed. Good, said Mama Draga. Now, Sing me to sleep. But what shall I sing, Mama Draga? said Rosetta. Sing me a lullaby. Well, Rosetta only knew one, and she sang to Mama Draga the ogress with all her heart. Woo! And you know what? The ogress was asleep. And Rosetta was so tired from sweeping and combing and making the bed 
that she curled up on the floor of the well and went to sleep too, with the sound of the ogre's snores echoing all the way up the well. When Rosetta woke up, Mama Drago was awake, sitting in a chair, smoking a big pipe and staring at the girl. Get up, Rosetta, said Mama Draga. I have something to show you. Look there, on the bed. Rosetta stretched and stood up, and she went over to Mama Draga's bed, and there on the bed lay two dresses. One, the most beautiful dress Rosetta had ever seen, ribbons and lace and little flowers all beautifully sewn. But the other dress was shabby and worn and dirty and ripped. Now, said Mama Draga, which of these two do you choose, child? Without hesitation, Rosetta chose the shabby dress. Why did you choose this one? asked Mama Draga. Well, said Rosetta, this dress is, is beautiful, Mama Draga, such needlework. I have never seen anything more lovely. But this other dress still has plenty of life. It just needs a little care and love. I shall mend it for you if you like. Ha! said Mama Draga, and she took another big puff from her pipe. Rosetta, you are a thoughtful and kind girl. I give you the pretty dress as a gift. Oh, thank you, said Rosetta. But that is not all. Because you are kind and good, I also give you this comb. When you comb your hair tonight, one side will gush with pearls and diamonds, and the other side with wheat and barley. Now go back to your mother and take good care of her. So Rosetta took the comb and the beautiful dress and she went back up the well. And when her mother saw her in the pretty dress, she cried, oh, Rosetta, how beautiful you look. What, what happened to you? And where is my bucket? And Rosetta told her the whole story. And that night, when she did comb her hair with the comb made of bone, guess what happened? Now word began to spread around the neighbourhood about Rosetta and her mother and their new good fortune. And one day, sour-faced Angelina and her envious mother stopped by the tumble-down cottage. And Rosetta's mother told them everything that had happened. And when Angelina's mother heard the whole tale, she hurried home with her whinging daughter dragging behind her. Now you listen to me, girl, said the mother. Did you see all the gifts that Rosetta got from Mama Draga the Ogress? I think we deserve some of that. So take a bucket of ash, throw it down the well, and be sure to let the bucket fall in. Then ask that disgusting ogress to give it back. Then down you go and make sure you bring back some riches for us. I don't want to go. Why don't you go, whined Angelina. But her mother shoved her out the door with a bucket of ash. Soon Angelina was at the well. She let the bucket fall all the way down to the bottom of the well with a clang and a clang and a clang and a thump. 
Mama Dragger, Mama Dragger, said Angelina. Give me back my bucket. Come and get it yourself, came the voice from the bottom of the well. Oh, you're just as bad as my mum. So Angelina put one foot here and so on and so on. And when she got to the bottom was the hulking figure of Mama Draga. And when Mama Draga saw Angelina's face, she said, Oh, my, 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 sour face, miserable face. Now, sweep my floor. And she handed Angelina the wooden broom. I don't want to sweep your floor, you old hag, said Angelina. Mama Draga moved very close to Angelina so that she could smell the ogress's stinking breath. You sweep my floor, girl, said the ogress, or I will keep you down here. Well, that did it, and Angelina swept the floor, but she didn't do it very well. And when she had finished, Mama Draga said, Well, what did you find on my floor, girl? Angelina cried, Oh, disgusting dust and, and horrible dirt everywhere. This is the messiest house I've ever seen. Yuck! Mama Draga growled. <laughs> now, comb my hair. And she handed Angelina another carved comb made of bone. I don't want to comb your stinky hair. Comb it yourself, you old witch! Mama Draga seemed to grow in size. She put one clawed finger up to Angelina's chin. You comb my hair, girl, or I will gobble you up! Well, that did it, and Angelina combed Mama Draga's hair, but she didn't do it very well. And when she had finished, Mama Draga said, Well, what did you find in my hair, girl? Angelina cried, Oh, horrible lice and, and big fat nits everywhere. Yours is the messiest head I've ever seen. Yuck! Mama Draga growled again. <laughs> now, make my bed. And she handed Angelina the white sheets. I don't want to make your bed, you filthy crone. Make it yourself. And the ogress raised her clawed hands at Angelina and she roared. You make my bed, child, or I'll gobble you up and use your bones to pick my teeth. Well, that did it. Angelina made the bed, but she didn't do it very well. And when she had finished, Mama Draga said, Well, what did you find in my bed, horrible girl? Oh, said Angelina, awful bedbugs, dreadful fleas everywhere. Your bed is the messiest bed I've ever seen. Mama Draga bared her teeth and she hissed. Now, sing me to sleep. Sing, said Angelina. I can't sing. Singing's stupid. And besides, I, I don't know any songs. 
Well, then be quiet, barked Mama Draga, and sleep on the floor. You, you expect me to sleep on the floor? I'm not sleeping on this floor. No way, it's disgusting. But the ogress was already asleep. Angelina was so miserable and angry that it took her a long time to get to sleep. That and the sound of the ogress snores echoing up the well. When Angelina woke up, Mama Draga was sitting in a chair, smoking her big pipe and pointing at two dresses. And one was the most beautiful dress Angelina had ever seen. Ribbons and lace and little needlepoint flowers. But the other dress was shabby and worn and dirty and ripped. Now, said Mama Draga, which of these do you choose, child? This one, she said. Hmm, why did you choose this one, girl? Duh, said Angelia, because it's lovely and the other one's disgusting. Do you think I'm some sort of idiot? Angelina, you are a miserable and spoiled girl. I give you the shabby dress as a gift. Put it on. Oh, it suits you. But that is not all, said Mama Draga. Because you are mean and lazy, every time you comb your hair, one side will gush with toads and spiders, and the other side with dung and horse manure. <laughs> then, then I won't ever comb my hair, shouted Angelina. Then it will become just like mine, said Mama Draga. Now! Go back to your mother and let her take a good look at you. <laughs> and she sent Angelina back up the well. And when her mother saw her in the shabby dress, she was horrified. Oh, what do you look like, disgusting child? Where are the diamonds? Where are the pearls? Here, le let me comb that disgusting matted hair. Angelina tried to cry. No, Mama! But it was too late. After that, Angelina and her mother became more and more wretched. Rosetta and her mother, on the other hand, well, they didn't know what to do with all the riches. After all, they had everything they needed already. Except perhaps a good milking cow. So they bought a fine cow and used the rest of their wealth to help others less fortunate than themselves. And as they sat in the evening, smelling the roses, they both agreed that life was beautiful indeed. Thank you very much to Emily Hannah Graysbrook for sharing that wonderful story. 
Were you brave enough to listen all the way through? What do you think of Mama Draga? I love the way she snores and growls. Can you growl like that? And what do you think of Angelina? She seemed pretty rude to me. Fancy calling Mama Draga an old witch. Is that a good idea? Ask your grown-ups what they think. In Italy, they have an expression about people who say exactly what they think without pausing first. They say she doesn't have any hairs on her tongue. My grandma was a bit like that. She said what she thought. So, thank you, Emily, for that story gift. If you want to listen to Emily's podcast, do check it out on dragonflytales.uk. Now, even though it's January and it's going back to school time, which can be a bit tricky after all the Christmas jollies, I've got a huge reason to be cheerful. Lots of you have subscribed and are now officially members of our Owlets Club. Pip pip hooray! Or as Owl would say, hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! So, it's time to dig into my bag of happies and welcome some storytelling fledglings. Hello to six-year-old Millie from Pensacola in Florida. Millie just loves the silly stories, especially the ones with the Nancy the Trickster Spider. And hello to Walter, who is seven, and his sister Arden, who is six. Walter and Arden live in Franklin in Massachusetts in the US. They say they hope someday they'll get to London to see one of our shows. And in the meantime, they're looking forward to watching the film of our live shows now that they're outlets. And hello to Searsha, who is seven and lives in Pembrokeshire in Wales. Searsha listens to super great kids' stories whenever she's in the car. And hello to Elowin, who is seven from London. Elowin came to our first live show and drew a brilliant picture of her favourite story, The Blind Man and the Hunter. Hope you enjoy the bonus stories, Elowin. And hello to new owlet Sarah, who is soon to turn six, and her little brother David, who is two. Sarah and David are from Chattanooga in Tennessee in the US. And hello to Isabel, who is eight and a half, and Sebastian, who just turned five, from Toronto in Canada. They love listening to Super Great Kids stories right before bedtime. They particularly like stories with animals in them, like foxes and donkeys. And hello to new outlets in Sonoma, California. Gloria, who is six and a half, and Jack, who is two and a half. They listened to stories in the car and by the fire, and they drew some beautiful pictures of why the evergreen trees keep their leaves in winter. And hello to new outlets Arlie, who is nine, and Felix, who is six. Harley and Felix have family in Norway and in Wiltshire in the UK. Arlie has drawn a wonderful picture of Baba Yaga's house in the woods. And Felix has drawn a picture of the story from the Amazon, how the snakes got their poison. They're looking forward to catching up on all the bonus stories. And hello to Alara, who is six, and Arzu, who is three. They especially like the scary, not scary stories like The Ghost of the Bloody Finger and Ruby Red Lips and Long Red Fingernails. 
and hoo-hoo to Owlet's Ada, who is six, and Amelia, who is two. They live in St. Paul in Minnesota in the US. Ada particularly liked the story, May You Carry On All Day. And thanks very much too to Danny and Asha and family for your donation on Kofi. So kind of you. Very pleased that you're enjoying the story so much. And thank you too to Bruno who gave us a gift on Kofi. Bruno just turned seven. Hope you have a happy new year, Bruno. Now, there are lots of you coming into our nest at the moment, so if your name wasn't there today, or if you joined on Apple where we can't see your names, then do let us know and we'll do our best to say hoo-hoo and thank you too. And thanks to all our subscribers. We couldn't make this podcast without you. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Teamwork makes the dream work. And lots of you have been drawing and painting up a storm over Christmas and New Year. So we've had a whole rainbow of wonderfully imaginative drawings. Now, so that we can make sure we get to say thank you to everyone before we all get old and grey, I'm going to speed up my thank yous a little bit. I'd like to say hello and thank you to Aya, who is six from Huntingdon in the UK who has drawn beautiful pictures of the scarecrow and the hair story and the ghost of the bloody finger. And five-year-old Oliver has drawn a brilliant and fun picture of the Native American story, How the Mosquito Became. Well done you, Oliver. And Sam, who is six and lives in Southsea in Hampshire in the UK, has drawn a super scary picture of the ghost of the bloody finger. Spooky, Sam. Thank you. And Super Great Kids Stories fan Dory, who is nine and lives in Kodiak in Alaska, has sent us a really beautiful and carefully drawn picture of the Iranian story, The Three Dolls. Great drawing, Dory. And Lydia, who is seven and lives in Minnesota in the US, has sent us a happy picture of one of her favourite Anansi stories, Anansi and the Magic Pot. Love the musical note, Lydia. And Olivia from Richmond, Virginia in the US is a super fan of Super Great Kids stories as she's listened to them all twice. She's four years old and has sent us two pictures of her favourite Baba Yaga stories. Thank you, Olivia. And Kand, who is four and a half and lives in Vancouver in Canada, has sent in two beautiful and imaginative drawings one of the Magic Orange Tree story from Haiti and one of the Super Great Kids storytellers all together in their house. Just brilliant. Thank you, Kand. And still in Canada, Ottawa this time, eight-year-old Parker has drawn pictures of his own stories about a three-headed snake monster and a toy rescue team. Hurrah, Parker. Wonderful imagination. Thank you. And Robin, who is six, has drawn a stylish picture of her favourite scary Russian witch. You guessed it, Baba Yaga. So thank you very much for this, Robin. And finally, Cora, who is six and lives in Berkeley, California, has been busy drawing two super great stories, the niece's new suit and the ghost of the bloody finger. I love your imagination, Cora. Thank you and thank you all. More thank yous to come next week.
Do look on our Facebook page, supergreatkidstories.com, to see all these wonderful pictures. And that's just about it. If you're a subscriber, look out for our January bonus story and our super great scary story. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London.